especially for people who are wanting to do both um, a lot of heavy writing, if they're if they're using AI for a lot of uh, copywriting purposes, ChatGPT is great, especially if you're on four. Um, then you know you're, that that in and of itself is going to make a lot of people really happy, especially if you get really good at prompting. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dealership Fix-It podcast and what's going on with Sean. And uh, it's kind of a dual podcast here. And we're back again with uh, Sean Rains and I am Jacob Berry. And so our last episode, we had recapped what Sean and I had worked on in the Digital Dealer 2023 AI Hackathon event. So just to quickly go over that, it was an imagined by Brent activity where for an hour, we were at a event with uh, a bunch of different teams. Sean was our coach. And we had several people in our group and the project competing against a bunch of other groups were to come up with a with a full campaign strategy that involved many different layers, blogs, uh, social media posts, landing pages. But it was basically launching a 2024 non-existent model uh, for, for a manufacturer of your choice. Now, we creatively, might I add, came up with a fictitious cartoon car called the Homer from The Simpsons, which I thought we did a super great job at we didn't win but you know we were choked on some uh, uh some internet speed there so this is round two of this conversation and what we discussed what we would do on this one was just to kind of come up with a come up with a show and tell if you will and i and i thought that we would come up with a 2024 campaign for we'll just pick a manufacturer out of the hat harley davidson right we all, we all love harley and uh it is rumored that they are coming out with a new touring model street, street glide and road glide and so maybe what we would do is we would come up with something similar to what we did in the AI hackathon for launching a little mini campaign and just kind of showing and telling uh, Sean's expertise into these AI programs to help us come up with a, a good starter package for what an average dealer might use. So welcome, Sean. That was a long intro, but uh, thanks for coming on and, and visiting with us again and kind of showing us your your wisdom on the AI uh, projects here that you helped us coach during Digital Dealer. Well, thanks for having me back. Uh, it was fun, that uh, part one. Um, hopefully people uh, enjoy that recap. It continues to be something that I... I don't think we're even a month, a few weeks out of Digital Dealer. And I continue every week. I'm hearing from somebody that was either at our table or somebody that was at Digital Dealer that heard about it or they missed it. And now they're like, man, I'm hearing from everybody. So it definitely has quite the ca positive cascading ripple effect out there. People really loved it. So it's fun to talk about it a little bit more. For sure. Let me ask you just one question on that. What, with all these people coming back after the fact and, and reaching out, what are their main feedback points or what are their main questions? What are they touching base with you on after so some of them are people that heard about it and they weren't in the room and they're like, what? I heard you coach that. And um, if you don't know Brent Weiss, he's very involved with a lot of different uh, automotive events, but very much uh, with Emerald and with Digital Dealer. He kind of had the um, the idea, kind of. He had the idea for the hackathon. And so a lot of what I'm hearing is people who are like, I missed it. What did you guys do? And they want me to kind of do kind of what we're going to do on the podcast here. One, just explain to them, we, were, we want we wanted to build a new vehicle campaign for a vehicle that the world didn't seen before. And that included enough content to have a landing page for that blog, all the stuff that you just mentioned. So people are like, that's really cool. What tools did you use where they all want to know? And some people that um, have been playing around with chat GPT for a few months or maybe six months or, you know, dummies like me that it's like a year now, I guess that I've been playing around with chat GPT. Um, that's where they first think, well, I can't, how can I do anything there? And then some of them know, well, 
hasn't Dali been brought into, uh, you know, mid journey or not mid journey, but into chat GPT now. So people are just trying to get a framework of like, what did we do? I think first, because they want to, uh, an analysis of themselves of whether or not they already know what we did that I get that vibe. No one wants to say it, but I think a lot of people are like, maybe this was just silliness. And it was like elementary school for people that want to touch AI tools. And then I tell them, no, no, no. Comprehensive campaign, radio post, you know, print ads, uh, landing pages, blog articles. You're going to need to come up with imagery, videos. Like it was, you know, and then they're like, oh, wow. And then I ask them, do you use Gamma? And most of them at that point are like, what's Gamma, right? Okay. So that's what I've noticed is a lot of people want to know if what that AI hackathon accomplished or what it was doing actually opened the doors to things that are beyond just the elementary level where some people are. Um, and then the other ones have been people that were part of it who were like, hey, can you send me that link again? Or what was this? They're asking questions about the things that we did. If you're a motorcycle and power sports dealer, you already know the biggest marketplace websites are clunky, slow, and riddled with ads. Even if you pay big bucks to list your inventory, your competitors can pay even more to outrank you. That's why we created Moto Hunt. Our site is famously streamlined and quick with no extra nonsense to confuse buyers or dealers. That's why we rank so high in search results without having to spend millions in advertising. Why pay three times as much? At Moto Hunt, one low price covers everything a dealer needs to get their inventory listed and collecting leads fast, with no multi-level pricing tiers and no way for your competition to out-premium you. No matter how many listings or leads you generate, your subscription price is the same. Click the link to find out how Moto Hunt can help you start generating more leads today. So, super cool. Yeah. All right. So we kind of pre-gamed here and we discussed, and I think you have some of these things ready to go. So we're going to do chat GPT. We're going to do gamma. We're going to do, by the way, chat GPT is our language uh, model, right? So it's our prompt model. So we're going to ask it to do some things for us. We'll put the human intervention into it, probably, uh, you know, edit some of it and uh, maybe even rewrite it with another AI program like Grammarly to rephrase or make it assertive. You know, we'll we'll play with the tone, we'll play with the speech, but then ultimately we're going to take that into a description, and then we're going to put that into uh, a tool like Midjourney, create some create some visual content for it, and then Gamma will be our main presentation piece that we'll be able to show. Here's here's the full the full layout, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I miss yep. any any of those programs that we uh, that we're going to show until today? Well, I think for today we'll 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 stay in Chat GPT Gamma and Midjourney. Okay. Um, there are a whole lot more, and that could be a you know a future episode of things where, especially for people who are wanting to do both um, a lot of heavy writing if they're if they're using AI for a lot of uh, copywriting purposes. Chat GPT is great, especially if you're on four. Um, then you know you're, that that in and of itself is going to make a lot of people really happy especially if you get really good at prompting and as eric milch shout out milchy i would tell you um the better that you customize things uh, around what you want it to know about you or um it starts to blow your mind but beyond um uh today's episode we'll we'll talk about some of those things maybe on a future today we're going to stick with chat gpt and gamma and uh, midjourney Cool. All right. So for everyone listening to this recording, make sure to check out the visual component because Sean is going to share his screen and kind of give a mini masterclass into how to use some of these AI tools to build, you know, the campaign that will, that will kind of verbally illustrate for you as much as we can. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I will, this is going to sit, I don't know, I'll get that to the side. Here we go. So um, what I'm going to do here, and you'll probably have to do some stuff in post on this uh, based on how fast I type. But one of the things that you want to really consider in chat GPT is um, how you prompt. And, you know, that's the, for people that are brand new, prompting is basically telling the AI or asking the AI to do something, giving it um, a project. Um, so in this case, um, and I have so much stuff that I'm not going to show that I <laughs> use this for. Um, but in this case, what we want to do is I started typing down here, create marketing, a marketing campaign, including social posts, a 500 word, let's go 500 word blog post. Um, I, um, while you're typing that out, um, yep. Just to kind of give you a little room to uh, to kind of work on that, and I'll 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 wrap here just for a second. Perfect. What he's talking about is, and I've got this up in uh, in front of me here, so I'll just read this out. When it comes to the prompting, this is an article from Zapier, which if you know what Zapier is, it's an automation tool to kind of help tie some of these programs together. But with the prompting in ChatGPT four, and what Eric Milch was describing is that you would want to almost kind of teach it how you want future projects to be ran. And so the article here in Zapier, which we'll link in the show notes, is it just talks about the four key elements that make up the writing style. And so one of them is the voice. And so as you start to talk about the voice, it refers to the way that you sound on a particular page. For example, if you use a lot of, I don't even know this word, but I'm going to try to butcher it anyways, colloquialisms, colloquialisms, uh, mm -hmm. but your voice may be informal or conversational, or if you use more Shakespeare-ish like language, your voice may sound theatrical. I thought that was kind of cool. The tone, that's uh, element number two. It refers to the attitude conveyed in the writing towards the subject or audience. And if your writing is filled with a lot of rhetorical, uh, rhetorical questions and irony, that might convey a sarcastic tone. Or if you include a lot of jokes and silly analogies, it may be more playful, right? So all these things kind of play into it. The third one would be style and encompasses both voice and tone, but it includes a specific choices in uh, how you make the language and sentence structure. And um, the last one would be more of how you want it uh, to provide this to you. And that's called structure. Uh, so it refers to more than just an intro, a body, and a conclusion. It's how you organize everything in your writing from word to paragraph flow. Or maybe an example would be like, you know, you you always want it in a linear format or just, you know, it might jump around uh, some of that stuff. So ChatGPT4, you know, this is in the settings part of it, but you can put some settings into their custom instructions. And so every, every time you go to a new chat or you're working on a continuous thread, like it's a long-term project that you're continually feeding it more information, you can give it custom instructions for that to be able to answer you exactly how you want to be answered. You can always change that, you know, to, to make it better and better and better. It's not just a one-time insert and then it goes. But as he's on his screen share here, he's just kind of putting some different prompts in here and it looks like it's already creating a pretty good program there. What have we got so far, Sean? Yeah, so started with just uh, the basics of, hey, to promote the new brand new Harley Davidson 2024 Street Glide, create a marketing campaign to reach a broad audience. That's a basic prompt. A lot of people will tell you, you need to have like 400 words in a prompt. And depending on what you're doing, you may want to prompt a lot. One of the things that I always tell people when they're first kind of getting into how they're using ChatGPT is, you know, start with the basic idea. And typically what ChatGPT will do is what it did here. And that is, hey, here's, you know, some of the building blocks. And it'll tell you some of the things just in these bullet points of, oh, brand storytelling. Well, we're going to want a, a story about the 2024 uh, Street Glide. And we're going to want to 
talk about some of those feature hi- highlights. When it talks about social media engagement, we'll get to this and you, they'll see it all in the episode. That's going to be where we're going to actually ask Chat Chat GPT to write social posts for us, which it will do, which it, in almost all cases, it actually includes little emojis and all kinds of stuff. If you pay close attention to how a lot of vendors are marketing themselves, especially on LinkedIn, you'll see that most of them are doing the same stuff because their stuff looks all the same because they're using Chat GPT identically, which is a no-no, but unless you have people like me outing all these losers, um, then you know you won't, you won't you won't know. But all their this LinkedIn posts at least, sound the same. What's that? All their LinkedIn posts sound the same. Yeah, and they look like they were created by the same agency. So yeah. it's because ChatGPT is doing it all for them. But this gives me eight bullet points of things like, okay, I need to think about and that interactive website piece. We're going to do that. We're going to build a landing page for this thing as well. Um, but multimedia advertising, that's going to remind you that, hey, are you going to go beyond uh, just digital? Are you going to create advertising that will go to uh, your local radio station? Are you going to do some stuff that's you know going to go maybe in some print copy somewhere, depending on where you are in the country, you might still actually do some of that. So um, it'll give you a lot of those um, um, prompts yourself of what you might need to think about. And one on here that has been popular as the rise of social media has kind of been such a big thing is influencers. And that can be a hit or miss, especially with power sports. But there are a lot of people on YouTube over many, many years. Uh, um, I used to watch this guy. I think he's in, I don't know if he still lives there in Thailand, uh, More Death 13. You ever remember that guy, Jacob? I don't know. There's a guy on YouTube. He's one of the first guys that I ever watched, like all of his dumb content where he had a helmet cam on and he was riding all over. He was an English teacher. I could be wrong. It might not have been, Tha- maybe it was Taiwan or Tha- I think it was Thailand, but he was there teaching English to you know students uh, overseas and he rode his motorcycle all over the place and filmed it. And it was just him talking about the culture and going by these cool, amazing religious temples. And, you know, to a lot of people, maybe uh, silly, but when he started that, he wasn't trying to become an influencer. He just became one of the first people to do something and he amassed a huge following. I don't know if he ever turned that into influencer status, but that's a perfect example of somebody who, if they put out enough content, you can get an idea of whether or not they could be a good match for your brand. Um, and power sports is definitely one of those areas where you you might actually want to consider what could be done with influencers more so than say a, a car dealership would. Um, just depends. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Uh, but so I, I'm taking the first thing where it says brand storytelling, and I want it to do more. So I might even take the, um, you know, what it's recommending to me and saying, hey, I want it to use uh, use the live the legend. So create a story that speaks to the heritage and potential future of the Harley Davidson. So all I'm right. doing here is wanting to take and expand on what Chat GPT has given me. Uh, 2024. Street glad. Now, one caveat to this, and I'm sure the guys that have Harley stores or work at a Harley store listening to this, the the 2024 Street Glide uh, is rumored to be a complete remodel. You know, the 2023s and prior new model years, you know, they're not going to look the same. So, Sean, my question to you is: Should we use what some of the speculation out there on the interwebs is uh, to feed some of these things and maybe give it a few references on? On letting yes. uh, like chat what are those? may not yeah. know that it's going to be different for a rumor to be different this year. Yeah. Um, tell me, okay. tell me what the rumors are. Okay. So first of all, uh, the 2023 streetlight CVO is usually a precursor to the 2024 regular models. And as, as, as uh, the Harley guys listen to this, know the CVO is the custom vehicle operations. That would be like the SS equivalent in the Chevy line where it's okay. their super big engine, all the, all the 
creature comforts, speakers, all that stuff. It's the fully loaded model of their entire you know Street Glide line. Um, but it's rumored. Again, these are just rumors. Harley Motor Company, mm-hmm. please do not come after us for this. Uh, I'm reading this right off the line. Um, but uh, it's supposed to be powered by a 121 cubic inch uh, Milwaukee V-Twin. Uh, so 121 engine. Uh, just kind of reading in, er, inverted front end, inverted front forks. Uh, so, you know, just to kind of recall back on our AI hackathon, they're at Digital Dealer, their project was come out with a 2024 model that doesn't exist. We're kind of doing the same thing with a Harley Davidson here, knowing that one's coming anyways. And maybe the goal is to compare these when Harley does finally reach, uh, uh, release their their new model. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. It's Anything else in the rumorville? Let's see, uh, variable valve timing in their engine. So VVT, largely air-cooled, which is not uh, different. Has a large radiator in the blacked-out body panel. Sleek new styling. Sleek new styling, of course, yeah. Whole new front engine, uh, not engine, front front, uh, fairing, front headlight. All that stuff is new. It looks like it's got new bags, new bag design, saddlebags. LED turn signals uh, in the fairing. Are they doing anything new with the exhaust? It looks kind of the same. I mean, again, I'm looking at a picture of the 2023 CVO, and it still has dual exhaust. Brembo brakes. Again, this is a CVO model. It may not be on the regular 2024 Street Glide model. But as far as the uh, infotainment, massive display screen that replaces all of the regular instrumentation. Uh, so navigation, multimedia controls, and then uh, the ride modes. Uh, the handlebars feature control pads similar to the one found on the Sportster S and Pan America, which are Harley's twoest, newest models. What do they call the instrument panel or um, is there a different name for it? They just say that it's a, a big, massive display screen. So you call it infotainment, I think is what okay. Harley Info- Harley refers to it in the brochures. Info, no no R, infotain, all new infotainment screen or? Infotainment center. So no more analog gauges. I think it's all done through this massive screen now for rider controls. You know, speedometer, okay. odometer. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Moto Hunt Premium. Moto Hunt Premium empowers power sports dealers with data and technology to give the best possible market advantage on every vehicle at your dealership. Moto Hunt Premium offers a suite of features such as real time market analysis, inventory management, and up to date pricing guides like JD Power and NPA. Dealers love to leverage the platform to identify potential inventory risks and potential issues with your online listings. And it also helps to execute make and model strategies, enabling dealers to help move inventory faster and make more profit. To start leveraging our technology at your dealership, go to motohuntpremium.com. That's motohuntpremium.com to learn more and request a free inventory audit for your dealership today. Yeah. Oh, we're off and running. So I just took that much, you know, in the interest of time. The idea behind this, just for people like, man, this is like, this is kind of clunky. One, we're just spitballing this uh, live, right? So very, very little prep. Um, and one of the things that I want to always tell people is spending the time to kind of prepare, like, what are you trying to get out of it is really, really important. I'm a big, big, big fan of what is the ultimate goal? What's the best outcome that you're looking for? And then plan in reverse. So you've thought about all these things, which will speed up when you decide to do this exercise. It'll go a lot faster if you kind of make a few notes and you kind of have an idea of what you want. You won't have to watch somebody slow type uh, a, a product that's not even out to the public yet uh, in real time. But yep. so I asked it something basic. 
Uh, we want to promote the brand new Harley Davidson 2424 Street Glide, create a marketing campaign to reach a broad audience. So broad audience, it gives me eight bullet points, all of which are important. We can break down the ones that we like. If we don't like some of them, we can scrap them. The first thing I did was that telling the story. So I we, that you just listen to us talk about that. And this is what ChatGPT comes up with. In the heart of America, where the spirit of freedom and innovation intertwines, Harley Davidson has not just manufactured motorcycles, it has crafted legacies. That's Ooh. pretty strong, actually. The 2024 Street Glide is the latest chapter in this story tradition, a beacon of the live your legend mantra that has echoed through the generations of riders. I like that too. Yeah. Once upon a recent time on the open roads that ribbon through the landscapes of dreams and possibilities, the Street Glide roars to life. It's 121 engine, a thunderous ode to the relentless pursuit of power and performance. <laughs> it's an engine not merely designed, but endowed with every soul of every Harley that came before. And yet it whispers the promise of roads yet traveled, adventures yet lived. So I won't read the whole thing, but as you can see in the first two paragraphs, ChatGPT is doing a pretty damn good job of getting us in a direction. And I tell people this as well. My agency does use a decent amount of AI. There's none of it that we just let do everything. Um, it will speed up a lot of things within workflow, but um, you st it's it's a tool. It's like all these tools that I've been using because I've kind of been a nerd about all these things. Internet, I've always said I'm an internet car guy um, and have been an internet kind of car guy for a long time now. And AI to me is yet another set of tools in my hands that I'm uh, learning about every day. And so on an episode like this, I just want to encourage people, one, don't be afraid of it because it, it's literally, it's a tool. Um, but when you sit down to start to play with it, just realize that it might write a story like we've done here in a you know handful of minutes that you still will go in and make tweaks to because it won't be perfect, right? It won't um, describe some specific attribute exactly the right way, but it will certainly uh, slow down the amount of time or speed up the amount of time um, that you would spend writing the rest of this content to kind of get you on the road. And I think if you consider how much time you can save um, you also don't want to save time and sacrifice quality. And that's one of the reasons why you you think about this as a tool set and realize, well, you are still the expert. You still know. Your human intelligence knows the nuance, right? And where all the wrinkles in the shirt are that you have to turn up the iron and make that shirt perfect. That comes from your human intelligence as you use a tool like this that's AI. Um, it's not going to spit all this stuff out by itself. You're going to guide it. And um, make it what you want it to be. And ultimately, when you get that, then you start to build this into blocks. So what we've done here in writing the story, we would continue. And I wouldn't even leave this particular, I wouldn't start a new chat. I would continue to pick the things that I want. And when I grab something that I like, I'm going to copy this. And I'm going to, most of you probably that are using chat GPT a lot know this trick. But if you don't know this trick, when you do a, a copy and paste, so if I go here and I just, you know, control C is a copy, control V is a paste. If I control V here, it's going to take all of uh, this and it's going to copy the extra code and everything that gets wrapped up into this. You don't want to do that, right? So what you want to do is you just want to right click and just you're going to just paste uh, the text only, right? And in that format, you'll just you'll get this content where you can go in and make the necessary changes, updates, edits to this piece of content. And once you like what you have in terms of the story that you're going to tell about this new 2024 Street Glide, then you can save this wherever you want. If you're doing this, you can do all the same stuff within uh, Google if you're using Sheets and you know Google Docs. Uh, no, not a problem for you to do it there as well. But it just simplifies one step at a time all the things you need to build. And my recommendation again would be um, to have your list of all the things that you want to create so that you can check those things off 
If you use a project management type of tool, that's even better. But if you don't, that's fine. Even if it's written down on a piece of paper, all the things that you need to accomplish whatever task you're going to use AI for. So um, yeah, so we'd go back here and then wa watch what would happen off of this brand storytelling. If I said, okay, um, uh, based on the above, the above, write five social media posts. Now, real quick before, oh, okay, I, I already missed it, but um, one tip and confirm this for me, Sean, is that if ChatGPT has given you a good angle, meaning I want it to go in this direction and it took me in this direction or it didn't take me in this direction, what I found, and please confirm this, is that you can tell it that, yes, you did this correctly or good job, but expand it or no, I don't like how you formatted that. Let's let's redo this, right? Uh, do you give ChatGPT feedback based on the prompts and then the results that it's given you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, and and you would typically stay within this chat, right? So, of course, because um, it's going to remember everything that you're asking it to do, everything that you provide feedback for. So, let's just say, um, I'll, let's just illustrate this actually live. So, um, I'll I'll give ChatGPT a pat on the back. Um, excellent. Um, now, please write a. 500 word blog article. Actually, I won't even call it a blog. I'll just call it an article. Article promoting the 2024 Harley Davidson Street Glide. So we'll ask it to write us a 500 word article. And I think this will be a good illustration for the question you're asking. And that is, well, I didn't tell it. And I did this on purpose. I didn't tell it how or in what tone I wanted it to write that article. I'm just letting ChatGPT, based on this constant stream that I'm conversation that I'm having or requests that I'm asking of it, I'm letting ChatGPT do what it wants first, right? Right. And it's probably going to default into something that has a tone that might feel like uh, professional, right? Promotional, might feel a little marketing-ish, right? Which is great. No problem. And now we can test it. So it's already done. That's how fast it wrote a 500-word article. Gave us a title, the 2024 Harley-Davidson Street Glide. Embrace the legacy, ride into the future. I love it. The open road calls. And with the 2024 Harley-Davidson Street Glide, it beckons you to answer with a roar and a promise of adventure. This isn't just a motorcycle. It's a vessel of freedom. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> a testament to Harley-Davidson's enduring legacy and a bold stride into the future of riding. So the tone of this is already good, but to illustrate live what you were asking about um i am going to say um this article is good but please rewrite in the style of ryan reynolds deadpool and let's see what ChatGPT does with this let's see if they make this blog article sound like ryan reynolds wrote it I'm already fast. looking at the first line and I can I can hear his voice. Let's take a ride, shall we? Yeah. So what do you say? Glide into tomorrow with a nod to yesterday. Okay, that's pretty decent. But uh, yeah, let's take a ride, shall we? Not just any ride, but a journey aboard the 2024 Harley where every mile is a movie and you, my friend, that's totally Ryan Reynolds, yep. are the undoubted star. It's the kind of ride that makes you feel like you've just stepped out of a slow motion montage. Except it's real and it's spectacular. <laughs> it's so Ryan Reynolds. You can hear him reading it. Yeah, you can hear him. 
So maybe, uh, maybe for all intents and pur purposes, uh, maybe let's, uh, I don't know if ChatGPT will know Willie G. Davidson, but he was kind of an influential player in the motor company, obviously. Uh, and he had a lot of good things to say. So maybe could we do this in the voice of someone a little bit more closely connected to to the brand that we're talking about for a future release of a model that's not even out yet and have it almost yeah, be guessed uh, uh, as who, Willie G. Willie who, who, who G. Should Davidson. Be again? I'm sorry. Willie G. Davidson. In the voice, voice of Willie. Is it I-E or Y? Yep. I-E, uh, uh -huh. G uh, for his middle name and then Davidson. And then one more, um, one more prompt, maybe just to kind of throw at you there is that uh, let's, let's make sure that we reference that this is a model due to release soon that, uh, or, or what do you think? Like, we're going to do this as a campaign of launch or due to be released. What do you think we should do? Hmm. I'm indifferent. Um, what, a, um, what do you think? Let's do it as a, as a release and, and why I'm wanting to do it that way is let's see who at the motor company is also using these tools and how closely they might match up during that release in the future. Okay. Uh, and please reference uh, the 2024 Harley. Uh, gosh, it gets me every time. Ha mm, Harley Davidson. Do you want to even say when it's coming? Release. Yeah. Let's do it uh, by the end of, uh, let's do it January 1st. Okay. We'll see what it is. So we gave it um, a new voice. It'll be interesting to see because that's a lot of people. Some people know this. Some people don't. I know that you do. ChatGPT4, um, the information that it has access to is current up to April of 2023. So how much is it going to know about Willie G. Davidson? It's It knows all of the, it pulls information from all of these different sources. And that's probably what some people don't realize is that you can tell it a lot more about a person than you think it knows, but you might want to ask it, what do you know about Willie G. Davidson? That's a good <laughs> because point. You, because it, it may actually know more than you know. Um, and it certainly, if it, if it comes back with something that impresses you, then again, as the human intelligence that you have as a, a lifelong Harley guy, um, you might know how to then reshape that content. And you're going to do that by this prompt window of you know what it tells you. So here's what we got from it. It says, uh, titled, The 2024 Harley-Davidson Street Glide, A New Era of Legacy Begins January 1st. Hello, road, road warriors and freedom chasers. Willie G. Davidson here, and I've got something that'll rev up your heart and soul. It's the dawn of a new era, and it's arriving on January 1st, 2024. The all-new Harley-Davidson Street Glide. This machine isn't just built. It's crafted with the legacy of the open road in its veins and the future of riding in its gaze. Does that, that sound second. like... It does, it does okay. yeah, yeah. So to spare everybody us, you know, me doing story time here and reading all this <laughs> stuff, um, you can kind of see what's here. And I guess um, all this stuff will be uh, saved um, that I do within my chat GPT account. So if there are people that watch the episode, if, if you're okay with it, Jacob, I'm okay if people say, hey, would you share more of that uh, rather than to just put it out there and maybe nobody wants it. But if somebody actually sees this, they want to read back through any of this stuff, it'll be there for me to grab and copy and send to people if they wanted to see it. Sure. Um, so far, so good. So in a short period of time, you can actually craft a, a story about this new model. You can write a blog article in the voice of anybody that you want. Um, and you you can literally um, easily change the voice of an article or a story 
by prompting ChatGPT to write in a professional tone, in a sarcastic tone, uh, in a fun tone, in uh, whatever. I mean, you, there are so many different ways to actually ask it to to write that all of a sudden it, like, it does kind of sound like this person. But if it is a real person that there's information about out there online, um, you might be surprised at how much it already knows. And if you can take that, it, that's another way to um, you know basically level up your learning curves or actually speed them up rather because it, it may, it may already be able to get you there. So just consider yeah. that when you're, when you're building anything, but in this case, I, I wouldn't have thought to do that, Jacob. So that was a good, that was a good recommendation on the Willie G Davidson. So let's, let's, uh, let's take this from here and let's use it into uh, some of the other mo- uh, AI programs that we talked about. Right. So it's been ChatGPT, which is probably where most people should start, not only for the idea engine, but also just give some framework into what else we could use, uh, you know, moving forward, right? Because one of the biggest takeaways that I had uh, from the digital dealer AI hackathon is the uh, interchangeability, meaning we, we take stuff uh, that ChatGPT produces from the prompts that we give it, and we tell it to build xyz and then we load this into the other programs so what would we use next to kind of build some visuals or a storyboard or a presentation yeah let's do something fun first can you see my screen with these crazy hello kitty ninjas yes okay i make weird stuff in mid-journey so now we're in mid-journey which um both of these versions for me i use paid versions you you don't I don't actually know if they have uh, free trials on any of these now because I've been using them for so long. They might. Um, um, but some people are wanting to go even to the easier places where you can create AI in terms of graphics and images. Um, Midjourney is certainly a great one. Um, so that's where I am now. And in Midjourney, is a similar um, exercise in terms of setting up a prompt. But in Midjourney, you're always having to first put forward slash imagine, and then it opens this prompt window that you can probably see the blinking cursor at the bottom of the page. And what you want to write here, and this is, you know, mid-journey, I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm an expert in mid-journey. Um, it's another it's another tool where, you know, if if you know what you're trying to create and you can continually refine here, you'll you'll kind of blow your mind at what you can in make. So um, what we're going to do is uh, the um, brand new Harley Davidson. Well, let's give it some uh, context to that. And I'm, I'm almost wondering if uh, if we ask ChatGPT to give us some prompts to use on MidJourney, like, hey, 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 ChatGPT, good job on this article that you've given me. Now, please describe for me uh, several written verbal descriptions that I can prompt into MidJourney to create a lifestyle image of said new model out on the road having fun with, you know, a writer in his mid-40s. Uh, you know, in Kansas, something like that, you know, just kind of spitballing here. But these are all what these prompts are are able to do for you, the dealer talking to you directly now, that um, it would almost help create some new visuals. Now, anybody listening to this, they might go, well, you know, I'm required to use Harley Davidson manufacturer supplied imagery when they release it, of course, right? But you can even, I believe, Sean, take some of that uh, imagery that you have saved on your computer or sourced from somewhere else, feed that into Midjourney and build almost more images around it. Am I right? Absolutely. Okay. So what you recommended in ChatGPT, some some people will go and get a bunch of prompts out of here and we'll we'll go test a couple of these as ChatGPT writes them. And some people will go in and write their custom prompts and then they will 
um, massage the variations they get until they get the right one. And we'll we'll show an example of that in just a second. So let's see. Park on like this is great. Let's go grab this one, uh, a sleek, boom. And we're gonna instead of all that, we're gonna go here and we're gonna prompt this up. Again, remember that copy and paste feature there. You just want the plain text in here. And then I'm going to add a couple of things, which um, you'll get into as well, but 4K, realistic, high quality, and then we'll let it roll. So mid-journey right now is going to put us in queue and within minutes, sometimes seconds, it shows you it's waiting to start, but it's going to start creating images based on what we prompted it with. And again, you can use ChatGPT for, for prompting. You can see it's starting to starting to do some stuff. And you can also uh, write your custom prompts again, and then you can um, customize from there because you can pick as, as this almost finishes, you can pick one of these if you love it and then continue to do more iterations of it. So we'll bring this up here. Can you see the bigger version now when I click on it? I can, yeah, yeah. I'd okay. say the bottom left looks uh, looks pretty good. Now like to, uh, yeah, to go back to um, feeding it current images of a bike, maybe what one would do is you know just trying to think out loud on the spot here is we're able to we're able to paste or is mid journey all prompt based or can we like add an image to it and say make this different or better yeah so you can that's that's probably a another episode in terms of a, a level of advancement of like uploading an image here and then basically telling it to do something based on that i've done that before i'm going to see if i've got something in here where i could quickly reference it it just takes a little bit more time there's a lot of craziness in here trust me um so <laughs> you're a busy guy um, <laughs> yeah so that was the sad car we're looking to make a sad car no but that's not the one i was looking for uh hold on well, that's okay we we know the capability of it and i guess where i was trying to lead you into is that uh you know we would have some type of dealer branding around the image or you know place this bike in front of my dealership right maybe you give it two photos one of the new launch one of my dealership storefront hey mid journey combine these two photos make it look like the bike is sitting in my parking lot of my dealership and we can talk about taking deposits or something like that just kind of you know spitballing what dealers might use this for in real life if they don't actually have the new launched model sitting in their showroom yet because that stuff can take a while to get right once they launch it yeah and they deliver to store yeah absolutely and there may be um i don't know if mid journey is the best place to do that you certainly can um, all of those Funko Pops that I was just scrolling through, I was trying to find the original image because I did exactly what you're talking about is I found an original image of something that I wanted to iterate on in mid-journey <clears throat> and it did a great job. It was amazing, but I can't find where it shows the original image that I uploaded. So um, yeah, that's unfortunate, but yes, you can do that. And there are also other tools that you can do that with that might even be a little bit easier than mid-journey in terms of taking inspiration from an existing photo. Okay. If you did, let's just say that that's what we did. Let's say we uploaded a an image here and that's all we had and we wanted more. Um, and it still gives us, oh, here you go. Here's something close. And we like, oh, we like this one. Um, for people that, you know, don't know this about mid-journey, um, you, you, you can basically upscale um, or you can actually continue on like versions. Like if you like these versions, if you want it to completely make a brand new, like just start and give me a new batch. In fact, I'll do it. If I do this, it's going to say, Hey, well, do you, do you want to uh, just completely re? Yeah. I want it to just give me a brand new, imagine another set and maybe it gets closer. Maybe it doesn't. 
Some people have the patience to do this a lot. Some people that don't understand how long, even bef long before AI, how long graphic design and video editing actually takes. Um, you know, those people that you're paying to do that are not just sitting on their thumbs all day. Um, it's uh, it does it can be quite time consuming, but so it's going to give us another uh, grouping. It looks like they're even going to put somebody on this one. Maybe not. I, nope, I see a not. pair. Of, I see a pair of legs, but no head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think those are legs, or maybe maybe they're not. Maybe that's just a big, huge seat. Oh, maybe. Like super comfort. Yeah. So, so the top, the top right actually looks uh, a little bit closer, right? That the headlights getting more square. Uh, it's got the new um, fairing design. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. So mid journey definitely interesting when you talk about imagining something that maybe it's taken from a prompt as a description, and it's it's creating something out of nothing almost and then we we did go into okay well let's feed it something real and then we reimagine that into something else uh have you ever used mid-journey for creating marketing graphics you know with um borders or banners or starburst or something like that if there's deals or promos or anything like that yeah we don't use mid-journey for that um we have used it uh i want to say that the the first um the, the first thing that kind of really, really caught my attention, I think I might have told you the story, um, is um, Chris from my team, from the Hired Guns team, um, he was making a graphic on another project he was working on for a collision center, I think. And he was scouring through Shutterstock and Getty Images and everywhere people would be looking for a wrecked car. But he specifically was trying to find a Honda Accord in a particular year range, I think late 90s. Um, and just couldn't find what he was looking for. And he had started playing with mid journey around this time too. And he's like, ah, you know what? Let me go to mid journey. And so he goes to mid journey and he basically keeps prompting and massaging the prompts and iterating around that. And he comes up with, um, I wish I had it here. I don't, I don't have it on my, my machine. He comes up with a picture of a charcoal gray 1997, uh, Honda Accord that looks like it's sitting out on the interstate and it's been hit pretty hard in the rear. Um, and it's very, very realistic. And I was blown away by that. And, uh, the client was blown away by that too. Cause it was like, how did you make such a specific image, um, artificial intelligence? And so like any of these things and why I always reference their tools, um, your own capacity for learning those things is one important because not everybody has a capacity they're good at other things and they're not this kind of thing not everybody's really great at or they have the patience for maybe that's also a big factor but if you have the capacity and the interest and your comp your own personal competency uh, is already strong around things like photoshop or you're a real creative person i would highly encourage people like that to spend the time in these tools like mid-journey um, because the better you get at knowing how to, to prompt this and make changes and ask it to do these things, the more you're going to find use cases for it, uh, for sure. So that was the first time we used it for like a, a specific client purpose was we were looking for an image we couldn't find. And Chris was like, I'm going to make it. And yeah, so we That's don't. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people for the other banner type stuff, they're probably in um, like Canva. Um, yeah. Formerly Banner Snack, now Create a Creatopy. I don't know how they pronounce that. That's another really good tool. They've started bringing AI into their environment as well. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this image that we're looking at, uh, I I think that looks fantastic. You know, that looks like something that uh, might 
look like a 2024. It's got characteristics of the 2023 Streetlight CVO, which again, should be the precursor to the new 2024 regular non-CVO models. And so what could we do with this? I, I saw you promise something, but could we say, okay, good job, Midjourney. I like how this one looks. Now give me some different assets to play with that we can then further put into our third AI program, which we might get into in a minute, where we can now build a full presentation deck. Yeah. So in creating a whole lot of graphics or images, um, you're going to, you know, you'll spend a decent amount of time uh, getting there to, you know, because obviously it's giving us this one profile, you know, view. Um, once you find the one that you like, then you might ask it to do um, additional uh, variations. So from here, you know, you might take something like this and you might say, well, I wanted to do some other upscaling. So if you said, well, um, let's do, because I, I just did one of their recommended, oh, let's do some variations that are strongly, you know, different. They didn't look that different to me. So I'm like, mm, okay. So if you wanted to upscale any of this, you could, um, for example, um, it will show you a couple of different things here when you're trying to do your upscales. Will it give different um, uh, different views of it, like the back or the side? Because what we're looking at here, just to audib audibly uh, describe what we're talking about here, it shows a front three-quarter view of the motorcycle. So you're kind of looking at the front through an angle. You see a little bit of the side. But could Midjourney take that picture that we're kind of going, okay, yes, I like this one, and then take that same, but give us a rear view or put a guy on it or... You know, it looks parked, you know, it looks on its kickstand. Could we make it so it's moving through a desert road or through the woods or something like that? Yeah. So uh, when you go in to do a, a new variation, um, you could go in and add some things like um, um, show um, a rear uh, view of a, and we'll see what it does with that. With something as simple as show a rear view angle. Okay. And it's always doing this stuff down below. So it's always working on stuff. I forget which one this one's doing. Oh, this is an upscaling, a 4X upscale. And then it's also working on. So always remember when you're doing you know, stuff in mid journey that you might be in there for a little while because it's just like opening up any other tool where you're trying to get what, what you want. I always encourage people like kind of start with the end in mind or um, go easy on yourself when you realize that you just, it's like your first time you ever won the internet and three hours later, you're like, how long have I been in mid journey? <laughs> because it can be a little bit of a, uh, um, you know, it'll, it'll keep you in there for a while. So I just said the show a rear view and it did not do that. Right. And this will happen sometimes as well. So, um, so we'll say, uh, if we want to do a region, um, show, um, or let's do a rear view of the, and we'll see if it makes a change. Okay. Sometimes you literally will start all over in your prompts, taking what you've kind of learned in the first ones. Um, but in a lot of cases, once you find one that you really like, you're going to continue to kind of iterate on variations of the one that you love the most. So yeah. here this goes again, where it is not picking up on a rear view of this uh, motorcycle. Okay. For whatever reason, it's interesting. And I don't want to burn too much time on this here um, when I definitely want to show some stuff over in Gamma as well. Yeah, let's go for so it. Let's take, um, let's take one that we like. That looks That's pretty, pretty cool looking. Yeah, I'd ride it. <laughs> I'd ride it. That'd be a good bike to do the uh, Valley of Fire up there uh, above uh, old Vegas. Yeah. 
well, maybe Are we, we can save add, this. Maybe we can ask it to one, maybe one final mid journey prompt. Put this bike in the Valley of Fire. It's not too far from it, right there. It kind of looks like it, yeah. So what we're looking at here is a blacked out uh, street glide. It looks it looks very similar to the 2023. Uh, you know, nice nice big. It looks almost like a 21 inch or bigger front wheel, sleek black pipes. I mean, it looks like a complete, you know, new mm -hmm. street glide. Um, you know, the bags are a little bit more squared off. The fairings a little bit more squared off, just like the 2023 CVO model. Mm -hmm. I'd say overall the the from the from the written prompts, it it looks like maybe what the 24 would be released as. I'm pretty impressed. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And we're just spitballing. So people are like, oh, okay. So we're going to take uh, this article. I'm going to show you something here that's kind of interesting. Um, we're so we're back on ChatGPT. We copied one of the articles that it written for us before. Yep. Now we're yep. on to Gamma. We're going to present Gamma now. I'm going to ask Gamma to um, take this... Um, um, build, uh, here we go. I'm just going to watch this. Uh, oh, it does not like how many prompts to put in. Okay. No problem. We're going to do something different then. Uh, go in here, type a uh, topic in any language. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. I want to go. Well, here, here's on. maybe an idea, Sean, is, uh, what you copied. Uh, it looks like it only would allow a, a thousand characters. Is that right? A hundred. Yeah, hundred. So, so maybe could we repaste that into ChatGPT and say, write me a hundred character web page description for Gamma and see, maybe see what it comes up with. You can. I want to try another thing in here where um, this might also be helpful to people. Let me get this out of here from another project I was working on, um, and out of here, and then I'm going to go down here and copy or paste all of this, and I'm going to tell it I want landing page. I want a web page. And gamma and i'll leave it at medium length okay and then let's just see what happens we're going to generate so it's going to ask me a bunch of different things what i want it to look like i want it to look like this black and blue do i want it to be black and whatever that color we, is or do we have a black and orange just kind of going with the harley theme here well let's see if we can go to a yes so let's go to a let's see i like something a little bolder that's good i like that is this even bolder that's pretty good, but I like this one. And then we're going to go to continue. And then we'll change up. Yes, you can change the colors. Wow. Okay. So it is in seconds writing a landing page. Yep. Uh, that uh, you would be able to model out that entire article that we had written from ChatGPT. Again, the, the person that uh, is doing all this they do need to be a final arbiter of this and inject their own human creativity into it don't let ChatGPT and all these other programs do the job for you uh, but again once you have more of a complete uh, idea and you've got the prompts and you've got your final edit that's when you would throw these into these programs is that right sean correct yeah yep and so if you wanted to go in here and say i don't i don't want this color i want what'd you say you wanted it to be more orange gotta be orange man yeah a bright, so, a bright Harley orange. So we're saving that theme now. And we just switched it over to what we like. Whoops, I didn't save it. Sorry, I went too fast. My bad. Going back over here to the theme. So we can change the theme. 
customize and back to accent colors. And that's the one we want to change. We're going to get it close to that kind of Harley-ish orange, which is not cool. There we go. Maybe that's a little better. You would be the okay. expert here if it's close a enough. A little bit darker, a little, just a tad bit more orange, but almost like pumpkin-y, you know, pumpkin orange. Yeah, pumpkin we'll, orange. we'll pretend for all intents and purposes. There we go. I like it. Um, we'll just call this HD for fun. And we'll save our HD theme. Any any Harley marketing person knows the exact uh, font color code you know, yeah they'll be able to they put would in be there like, what are you doing so we'll go back <laughs> up here and then let's say we want to change out this image because we did what well we made an image so we're going to do an image upload and we're going to replace that image and we're going to go over to where we saved it over here in pictures and grab it from here and put it in here and if we don't like that format we could change that as well so we can make that a um a different style if we need to, like if we want to drag this over, we want to make it bigger. So in terms of, and I won't get into this heavily right now, just because there's a lot of, I mean, it, this is where you start to massage. So right. you, you get something that's fast here and you can go and change all these image containers and you can change them so that they're formatted right because this is a one by one square image. But what did it write? <laughs> what did it build for us? Hold on to your hats and glasses because now we'll go into the presentation mode. So this is as if we hit this landing page for the new 2024 Street Glide. Let's take a ride, shall we? Not just any ride, right? Boom. So start your adventure. Call to action on before we even start scrolling. But then let's scroll and see what we see what it built for us. Next page, Taming the Beast, Unleashing the Power. Now just know that on a page like this, this is a great start. You can change out this image. You could add in icons that you know show a picture of a, an icon of an image, uh, whatever you wanted. If you wanted to add more aesthetics to the page, of course you can do that. Next page, elevate your style, aggressive design from head to tail, boom, boom. It's going to give you some of these bullet points already built in. Every single page that you see that Gamma made very quickly for us are all pages that you, before you go into just what we're doing right now, just for the sake of doing something as fast as possible on an episode. Um, you can go back, obviously, and massage all of these things, whether it's the text, you want the copy to be different, you want to add different fonts, or you change up the fonts, put in your logos, all that type of stuff is done once you get the, the, the primary kind of built. So you would, of course, change out all of these pictures, um, easy to do. Uh, and we'll let's see what else we got. Unleash your inner legend, inviting you to write your own. Man, I it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's on, kind of it's on point today. Bit. It's on What's point that? today. It's on. I point. know, man. It's Crazy. like it's uh yeah, that's doing a pretty good job, I must say. So yeah, so it pulls in images. Obviously, um, a lot of AI will do this, especially when you're doing presentation type stuff. Um, that you would, in this particular case, you'd go back and either take the new images or um, create some of your own and add them here, but it literally bookends this very quick landing page with calls to action, right? Buttons. So you get a call to action button at the beginning before you even have to scroll. And then you got one at the end. Um, pretty, pretty sleek, pretty smart. Um, and a very, very quick way to get yourself into, um, a thought process that takes you from, so, you know, I know we don't have all day. So in the interest of time, you know, what are we all learning, you know, through this kind of process? And then how do you adapt it? How do you use it for yourself? It's like, 
you have a lot of different use cases from a marketing perspective. That's probably the biggest place where people are using a lot of this AI stuff. But I want anybody that's tuning into the episode to also consider there's a lot of um, process-oriented uh, stuff that's going on inside the dealership. There's a lot of, um, I think we mentioned this on the part one of this, Jacob, but if we didn't, the first thing that um, all of the um, AI hackathon coaches that Brent assembled that we worked on together uh, before we ever got to Digital Dealer was your dealership lost its controller and your controller was amazing and they're retiring and you've got to build a profile that kind of fits exactly how amazing this person was. So what are the attributes of this person? They were friendly. They were kind. They were honest. Uh, you know, they told the truth, whether we liked it or not. Uh, friendly, loved the Seattle Seahawks, sorry, Jacob, <laughs> or whatever, or they love the Arizona Cardinals or whatever, but you want to tell the reason why I'm saying this is because it's not just always strict marketing in the case of, Hey, you're trying to find a really critical position in your company based on a profile of somebody who is amazing. Oh, Jacob Berry was amazing. And I want to make sure I get someone just like Jacob Berry. Okay. Well, what do you know about Jacob Berry? Start building a profile of Jacob Berry in chat GPT, all of those attributes, you know, friendly, knowledgeable, lots of experience, blah, 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 blah. All that you throw in and then you come up with, okay, now chat GPT, write me um, a, a promotional piece, uh, paragraph um, on this position. Now write me a job description based on blah, 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 put all that information in. Now turn this into, I need 20 questions for potential candidates for this ideal person. And you just keep spooling that up until you realize there are a lot of uses that will save you time. But I got to say, uh, and I, this isn't uh, meant to be uh, a dig or to be disparaging towards power sports dealers or car dealers, but both um, you know, are not hiring English majors to come in and sell product or run the service department or sell parts, right? Nor should you be, right? So again, this isn't meant to be some sort of a disparaging comment, but I've said this for years long before AI was a thing, is you need to make sure that you know, you, you're looking for the right people, but you're not trying to be something that you're not. In the case of AI, you can actually be a lot of what you're not if you just know how to describe what you're kind of looking for. And uh, in the case of how do I build these right profiles? How do I write uh, better um, sales plans? How do I you know, come up with a better you know, comp plan for new employees? On and on and on and on. As much as you could imagine, using ChatGPT to start with some of that might shock you in terms of how much it could help you in your day-to-day when you don't have to even worry about, well, how am I going to figure out how to make images in mid-journey? The average dealer isn't going to go and sign up for mid-journey and start making you know, graphics and images. and it, They're not going to do that. But I will tell you that you absolutely should be using ChatGPT for things that are uh, business-related. And you should also, kudos if you are watching this episode, because then even if you're not going to be, I'm creating images all the time, you are smarter. You know who is. You know who actually might have more experience. And that's sometimes the biggest um, hurdle to get over is, gosh, man, the baby food tastes delicious, as I say all the time, but you got to eat steak. Sometimes eating steak is knowing that this stuff is out there and how it can be utilized because it makes you smarter and it actually will improve your relationships with vendors. Um, there's a whole lot of uh, positive attributes from gaining knowledge like this. What would you say is one of the you know, misconceptions about AI, right? So there's always the Terminator theory that you know, the, and I don't want to go into whole philosophical future predicting point, but you know, the whole AI is going to outsmart humans one day, and we won't need people anymore. I mean, 
do I need a you know as an operator or GM listening to this? Oh well, hey, uh, you know maybe I can use this for my marketing people, or should I be should I be careful about feeding it certain financial data or inventory data to try to give me an answer back? I mean, what are some misconceptions in the voice of a dealership using tools like this for things that they should definitely use it for, and maybe be careful on some other things or or to kind of put some misconceptions to bed? It's still so fresh and so new that I I you know I, I, there are probably aren't. Um, a lot of things that I would say, like, we'll do definitely do or definitely don't do. Um, I think anything where you start to play around with, and there are, are guardrails already built inside of a lot of these AI tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I probably sound like a politician and trying to give you a straight answer on this, but I want to give context. When I first started using ChatGPT, um, the fact that I asked it to rewrite something in the voice of Ryan Reynolds today is because I saw Ryan Reynolds used ChatGPT and asked it to write a commercial for Aviation Gin. I think it was for, or Mint Mobile, maybe it was. And uh, it was awesome. And it included a curse word. He asked it to, to cuss and use profanity, and it did. Um, and then I immediately went out and I started having it write ads that were like, you know, tell the world why the Mustang is so much better than the Camaro, or tell the world why the Camaro is so much better than the Mustang. All those kind of rivalries within automotive. And then I was asking it to be like, sound like Ryan Reynolds and use at least one swear word and be super sarcastic, right? And it, I, it was blown away by it. But as things changed and people started asking ChatGPT, you know, how, how could somebody pull off a bank robbery and not get caught or things like it was asked that people were asking crazy stuff. Um, more of the guardrails started to show up. So now it won't do certain things. It will, it will tell you if you ask it to do something where it's like, I can't do that. So I don't know. I would not say that we have explored all of the things that we might ask it and found all of the places where there need to be guardrails. We haven't, not yet. But so far, the most common, you know, usual suspects are out there, things that would, you know, be a breach of, you know, personal identifiable information or sensitive financial data, things like that, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I don't really, I don't have a comprehensive list of the, especially the don'ts, like stay away from that. But in general, I will say, um, if you're as old as I am, um, there's definitely no reason to be uh, afraid of it. Um, it's a tool. It is is there an element of AI, like you said, we don't need to get into that's um, would cause people to say, mm, that's a bit disconcerting, or I don't know how I feel about that. Yes, absolutely. Because AI is not just about how does it improve or speed up um, you know, our marketing efforts or uh, other work use cases, because there are many. It's not just marketing. That's just what we're talking about today. Um, so from a business perspective, um, I, I would be comfortable saying... Um, make sure that if you're not personally utilizing it in your business, that you're working with people who are and that you trust those people and that they're using it um, uh, as a tool to improve things for your business. Um, And the definite do is make sure that you are uh, in it now and you're not waiting. Um, It would be better for you to be involved with agencies or people who are utilizing this stuff um, now than to wait. And it's just like any other big piece of technology that if you weren't there on the front end of it, um, you're paying more on the backside of it. And I'll use SEO as an example. If you were an early adopter of when SEO really mattered, because in the beginning of the internet, it didn't matter. Pre-Google, it didn't matter. But it does today. And so if you were one of those businesses that was always working with somebody or you learned it yourself on how to optimize your website and really all of your web properties so that they are found easily and you got really heavy into, well, how many keywords are relative to our business? And you start to really make sure that your organic presence, like you don't have to pay for any of it, although you might be paying for a person to do that stuff. They're not paid advertisements. 
if you weren't in on that and you're in a heavily competitive industry, um, you know how much pain it is and how much money it can cost, but even aside of how much money it can cost, how much time it will take you to get even close to the people who have overtaken you. Um, local SEO leveled that playing field to some extent for local businesses, but that's not the end of that story. And so AI to me is one of those things that I think businesses need to not be afraid of and they need to adopt it from a work case perspective as a tool or lots of tools because there's AI powering a lot of tools that are uh, useful. And I I would say, <clears throat> think of it from that perspective. Uh, the other cases, um, I, you know, I I hope I'm dead when they, <laughs> when they take over the world. <laughs> King King AI when he takes over, you know, and, and deems yeah, us unnecessary. I, yeah, the the this could open up a whole other you know sto- story or a whole other you know kind of thing to talk about. The people that build these engines, if you're really interested in you know kind of where the future of that type of stuff goes, then go and you know wa- I mean watch watch the Rogan episode of him having the CEO of uh you know of um, ChatGPT um, Sam Altman. on. Yeah, uh, Sam Altman episode. That was an interesting episode. Uh, watch some of these forums where where he is and Elon Musk is, and they're talking about you know the future of where these things go. Um, certainly, beyond these use cases um, it, within business, there are definitely people who are thinking, well, artificial intelligence is going to be far bigger than hey, we just created a campaign for a 2024 Harley Street Glide. So, well, a lot of people are comparing it to uh, the early days of social media, and look how big that is now, or even the dawn of the internet. You know, it was it, both uh, use cases were world changing. Looking back at them now, you know, and yeah. so AI, uh, where you know, twenty twenty three, most of this year has really been the first, uh, you know, iteration of it being as powerful as it is, and worldly known as a nomenclature, right? You know, like oh, AI, artificial intelligence, everybody kind of gets it and or they associate with uh you know chat gpt and some of the other programs that we use today you know there was also just you know to bring things a little bit more into context there was also a presidential executive order that will uh put some more regulations in place for ai which uh you know is not a good thing right this should be studied and worked on like the internet was or like social media and yeah there will be probably some things that we'll have to come back on and say you know what we do need a protocol or a uh, process for if this goes sideways and and go like you know down that road when it happens but the development of these tools is here to make things more efficient and to make humans just more powerful than they've ever been in terms of the creativity and some of the usefulness that these tools can provide them um mm-hmm. so i'm with you man uh ai to all the dealers out there you know this is not something that should be looked at uh with kind of a giggle or you know only only the computer guys and i'm using air quotes the computer guys know how to use ai i'm not a computer guy i've got a guy for that well you're going to be at a disadvantage just like sean described um you know again you use the social media reference if you were not an early adopter to facebook way back in the day uh and you know you were a couple years late to that game your competitors were and they were promoting their brand and their uh you know videos and 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 pictures to these customers and they they took business away from you same thing before that with the internet if you weren't an early adopter to have a website for your dealership that merchandised your inventory 
and you waited because you didn't think it was going to be something that stuck around, you're at a disadvantage because that's all we talk about now is how good is your website, your digital showroom. You know, we've even got new words for it. So AI mm -hmm. is just another thing and a long series in the context of the dealership that's going to make us better to be able to provide the customer with more options to choose through their preferred medium, i.e. the internet or their cell phone, to look at your inventory, to get to know you as a brand and choose to do business with you ultimately in the end. So just to kind of recap here, Com or, uh, Sean, what did we what did we learn today? So ChatGPT, you definitely want to go with the, the paid version if you're looking to use this extensively. Try the 3.5 version. It's free. OpenAI.com. Set up an account. Uh, if you start to use it and you want some of the features that uh, are more up to date with the internet or provide some imagery, the $20 per month subscription, ChatGPT4 is where it's at. Learn to use your prompts. Set up your customizations and give it some uh, some tone, some speech. You reference the Ryan Reynolds stuff. Uh, Midjourney is a great visualization tool uh, and works similarly similarly to ChatGPT and the prompt method, where you kind of have to tell it how you want it to look, what you want it to look like, and maybe play around with some of the results that you've been given. You know, don't take the first one and go, "Yeah, this is all it's going to give me." Play with them a little bit more, uh, as you saw us uh, and heard us do. Uh, and then finally, Gamma. Uh, Gamma is a presentation landing page and other visual, uh, you know, software that you take all of these things and you kind of push it into that, and it gives you a more completed picture that you can massage into place further. The the one question I got for you on the Gamma that I don't think we got to uh, before we kind of went on that that tangent, um, when you've got the web page page built or, and you've massaged it into place, uh, are you able to download an HTML version of that and then you can apply that to your dealership website? How would you ultimately get what you've created in Gamma out of it so that you can put it on your domain. Yeah. So you you can. Uh you can uh you can export that code. You can um uh, take uh I think Gamma has an embed uh feature as well. So if you okay. just want to some people path of least resistance. Um but yeah there's a couple of different methods that you can take from there um depending on how you're gonna how you would utilize it. So some people might say well in the example we did they might say well we want that as a standalone landing page, right? It's going to be on its own separate URL, something like that. But in any case, uh, you can frame it in, or you, I, I should say, you can build it into, I should say, assuming, because not all the website providers allow that type of thing to happen. I won't name yeah. names. Um, but in both the industries that you and I are familiar with, you know that some of those are walled gardens, if you will, where you can't do some of that. But if it is an environment where you can actually bring code in, if you can bring HTML in, even if they do code injection, and you just have to have the embed code. Um, those are all uh, options for that. And I did want to say one other thing. I know you got a couple of things you want to cover. I want to say in general on just the sentiment that people have about AI or dealers have about AI, take this for what it's worth, but everything in the world, uh, for the most part, like AI, the internet, social media, uh, I look at it as it, there's a good and an evil side of it. Almost everything in life, there's a good and evil side of it. And so you can take AI right now and use it for a lot of good and do a lot of good things with it. But there are people already using AI, not for marketing, but they're literally using it to scam people because you can deep fake somebody's voice and then send it to somebody and it sounds like your kid is calling you and they're in distress and they need money. There's all kinds of things going on with AI that are nefarious, but there's all kinds of things going on even without technology that are nefarious because there are evil people in the world. So it does mean that you also have to be vigilant in like, well, what kind of person do you want to be too? So just remember that, like our own personal, uh, like take it upon ourselves to be self-disciplined around, you know, how we want to conduct ourselves. Um, but know that there are people who they don't care about that at all. They're always going to take advantage. And so that's another thing to just be mindful of. Don't let it scare you from AI. Just remember that 
whether it's AI or anything else, there's usually a, a good side and a bad side, a good side and an evil side of all of it. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and maybe all the more reason to become more familiar with it so you know what to look out for, right? Couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, man, what an episode. So, uh, you know, I promised everybody uh, that uh, stuck it out through the whole episode. You know, we appreciate you listening. This was impromptu. Um, you know, Sean and I, you know, we, to, just to recap, we we went through a digital dealer AI hackathon, and we both came away from that. Me mostly, uh, but Sean as a coach, we both and the, the, all the teams came away from it with our eyes just a little bit more open. And I think that was Brent's intention: is that hey, there's a lot of people out there. Uh, who are using it extensively. Some kind of dabbled in it. Maybe people don't even know about half the programs we used. And let's just put everybody in a room, you know, 30, 40 people, separate the teams, make it a competition. Here's our project. We got an hour go. And it was uh, delightful. If, if I could just use a, a word like that, listening, watching, looking at everybody's interaction with it from expert to novice and just working within these teams. And so for the dealership people listening to this, you might want to have that same type of scenario. Uh, I, I, I'm going to assume that if you've got marketing people or you've got department managers at your store, you're probably already meeting some on some type of weekly or semi-monthly basis to discuss what we're going to do in that month, right? That's how most dealerships operate. And you, you hopefully pull in your agency if you've got one. If not, Hired Guns, Amp Digital, shameless promotion. But uh, the point of this is, is that you should be utilizing some of these idea boards or somebody with a laptop in the meeting opens up ChatGPT or Otter AI, which we referenced on the last show, and really just starting to utilize these in your normal processes that you would have anyways, right? You're talking about, you know, the kids promotions coming up soon. You know, let's talk about what kind of uh, call to actions we're going to do on the dirt bikes, or, Hey, we're a little heavy in this inventory. Give me some ideas, ChatGPT, on how we can promote these to people in this type of economic environment, whatever types of ideas that you've got, start to utilize these in more of your regular dealings within the dealership life. And you'll find that you've got more context. You've got more to add to the conversation and really be just that much more valuable within your organization as a person utilizing these assistants. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think on that, uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of uh, sign off on this episode and say look forward to around three because we're just scratching the surface here, ladies and gentlemen. Sean's a, just a, a deep well of knowledge in the dealership operations, but now he's really embraced this AI and started to include in all the things that I just talked about. So, Sean, any last parting words before we call call it an hour? Well, always a big thanks. It's always good spending time with you, and I hope people uh, grab some you know, good um, nuggets, some good knowledge nuggets from an episode like this. It's so much bigger than uh, most people realize. And this is the first time we tried to do something inside of an episode. So hopefully you guys can pull all the best stuff out of it once you guys put the final out there. But yeah, I would just say thanks for having me and encourage everyone not to be afraid of it, but jump in and um, and start to use it. Uh, That's awesome, yeah. man. And be, yeah. and be on the lookout for when Harley Davidson does actually release the 2024 and maybe we'll come back and uh, pull up some of this old content that we created today and see how closely we we got it right because they're 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 a huge organization you know the world's largest motorcycle company and so I'm sure that they've got some very high level high skilled high paid people working on it and I'd be mm -hmm. curious to know how much our little hour of just you know bullshitting around on a podcast closely matches up with the one that they actually come out with it's be interesting to see and I guarantee everybody at the at the factory level, at the OEM level, in automotive and and power sports, certainly, they're paying people a lot a lot more than it would cost you to sit and listen to an episode and at least get your feet into the uh, kitty side of the pool on an episode like this. And um, 
I'm, I haven't been that impressed with, uh, with the, the <laughs> tier one yet on all of this. So that's another reason for all the, the dealers, no matter whether you're selling bikes or cars or both is, um, you know, knowledge is power. I know that's a cliche statement. It's been around for a long time, but the more, you know, the more it equalizes, right? It equalizes the ability for vendors to take advantage of you. It equalizes the ability for your OEMs to tell you stuff that you know isn't true. And a lot of times uh, dealers are sitting at the disadvantage only because they didn't look in the mirror. And that's said by somebody who is like putting their arm around you and like, I'm on your side. I'm always on the dealer's side, always on the dealer's side. Um, but sometimes the dealers don't realize that they're their own worst enemy, right? They're not helping themselves. So hopefully this is a encouragement to eat more steak. Right, because the OEMs and the vendors look—they love popping the jars of the chocolate pudding. Like they'll—you can eat that into oblivion, but you gotta—you gotta learn how to take some big steps, and it'll change your world. It really will. I love that, man. That's why we do what we do, right? Provide value and education to these dealers, whether they want it or not. And if you found zero value in this episode, well, you got exactly what you paid for it, right? Free. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Nothing, nothing like free. And hey, well, if you also have an idea, like I wonder what it would be like this. If you've got a good idea that sparks something that Jacob and I would both say let's do an episode on that. I'd, I'd be down for that too. You know, sometimes this, you know, being spontaneous um, and taking an idea, um, you know, we, we could podcast brief out an episode of like, well, let's do something that somebody who saw the episode recommended. And it's, if it's something crazy, we're not going to do it. But if it's like, no, this would be cool. Even if it's challenging and different, uh, I'd, I'd be down for that with you. Yes. And that's a great idea. Maybe we open the phones to the request line and say, if a dealer wants to hit us up and say, Hey, I, I this is my dealer. I'm looking for a new idea, uh, you know, spend a little time using my materials. I mean, what would you think about, you know, taking yeah. a request from the crowd and maybe playing a song, uh, you know, that they want to hear? Yeah. And it could be um, that if we were to do that, open up the phone lines, um, that maybe it might be take multiple questions, whether they come in from a phone call or they specifically ask us anything type of episode. So um, I guess I was maybe being, the framework I, would be. I was Here's being our funny, though. <laughs> I, I was no. uh, I, I was using the old DJ, you know. Let's open I know, the phone but not lines. the not the phone line that way. But think that's a yeah. great idea, though, because imagine if you took the task and then yep. you said, "Okay, now write in the chat like whatever you want to ask." And the reason why I thought you were kind of going there is because we used to do that back in the day. Uh, Gifford and I used to do those "Ask Us Anything" episodes, and people loved those. We did them as webinars in that day, where they yeah. were just they wanted to pick our brains about paid search and organic search, live. and they they live. Yeah. Right. So we would do a live webinar and people would write in their questions and we had no idea what they were going to ask. We just took their questions. And if we knew the answer, great. If we knew who had the answer, then we would provide that. But that could be a really helpful episode where people could literally well, well, ask questions. You would have be. to start it with, we accomplished a task and then say, hey, do you have? Yeah, I, let's let's talk about that. That might be something uh, worthwhile. You know, we'd have to get everybody, you know, together on the webinar, you know, live for us to do that. But I think for right now, we'll if anybody listening, tickets. <laughs> there you go. If anybody, well, no, no, our whole premise is free there, buddy. We have to keep it open. I'm kidding. I know. Valuable. It's of course free. It's free 99. But uh, I think from the from the get-go, if anybody listening to this wants to send uh, Sean or myself a message or through the show notes, wh whichever mechanism you might be hearing this on, send us a message, make a comment. We'll reach back out to you and maybe uh, you know give us a couple ideas and we'll, we'll do the next episode on AI using your dealership, your inventory, your brands, and come up with a, 
a, a marketing plan, an inventory strategy plan, something. We'll build your website. Jeez, we, we did one today. So well, on that, let's go ahead and call it a day. I know you're a very busy guy working with a lot of clients. And I always, always appreciate the time that you give anybody, myself included, especially me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. Make sure to check out Sean. He's on LinkedIn. He's with Dealer Superhero. He's with Hired Guns. He runs an agency. Automotive is his space. My name is Jacob. You guys should know who I am if you're listening to this. We'll play this on the podcast Airwaves. Uh, subscribe. There's a video component to this. We did a lot of screen sharing today. Check that out. Get your alerts, all that stuff. Make sure to share it with somebody who you think might be valuable as well, who you may, might think this is valuable to them or if they're in a different position. Maybe you're a GM. You forward them, uh, you know, your marketing manager this or vice versa. Sales managers, come on, boys. Let's go, right? Yeah. So lots of ideas on this exchange. You don't want to miss out. But I appreciate everybody. And at that, we'll call it a day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.